Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And then when we finally decided to give it a go, we had our first miscarriage and I was nearly three months. Oh. Um, just when we had that. And I just remember feeling like I had failed, mm. like something was wrong with me. And I was on red carpets wearing an adult diaper mm. and people asking me when I was going to have a child. And don't wait too long because you're getting older and you're literally just dealing with a miscarriage. The doorbell rang and it was this guy from DHL came to the door and he just looked at me. He was really awkward. Normally we banter for hours, like he's great. And then I walked inside and I was like, that was really strange. Anyway, about no word of a lie, an hour later, I go to the bathroom. I have shit all over my face. (laughs) Baby shit all over my face. Hi, I'm Keshni Kemp and I'm the editor of Who Magazine. This is our podcast, Raw Talks. Raw and unedited, we'll peel back the layers to reveal the friend, the mum, the wife, the partner, the person behind the brand. Today on the podcast, we're speaking with Nikki Phillips about suffering in silence after miscarriage, her unconventional birth and her most embarrassing mum moment so far. Hi, Nikki Phillips. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. You were about to pop. (laughs) Could you tell? (laughs) I know, right? Any day, I'm two weeks away from due date, but um, doctors have said that it can go at any moment, so this could be a fun podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. Uh, How are you preparing differently for baby number two? I think um, you're not so actively thinking about it, to be quite honest, with a 19-month-old at home who's keeping me very entertained and very busy and then obviously still working Mm -hmm. Um, still got jobs lined up for next week the week before (laughs) I'm meant to give birth so I think this time around it goes really quickly because you're not I mean with Jet my first child I was constantly thinking about it constantly thinking about the day he arrives constantly thinking about what he looks like what my life is going to be like how am I going to juggle everything (laughs) and this time I'm I feel really bad because (laughs) it's not until he makes a massive move or, you know, I, I, I'm just kind of like I have to lie down and sit down. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm about to have baby number two and my life is about to become more chaotic than it is. So mm-hmm. it's frightening, mm-hmm. um, but it's good that I haven't had a chance to really think about two under two, mm-hmm. oh <laughs> which God. I think is all scary. The moment I say that out loud, I start to shake and think, what have I done? But I'll embrace it. What do you think you'll do differently this time around? Um... That's a really good question. I think I look at Jet and I'm pretty proud of everything that oh, I have done so with young. him. And I I was really lucky, though. He was a good kid. So me saying that kind of lifts me up on a pedestal a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he was a pretty good baby and a pretty good kid. But um, differently, I think I need to – I think with Jet it was learning the, the juggle. That really was something I didn't cope with at first. So I think this time around I know – what I'm in for and I think going back to work is going to be a lot smoother and a lot easier hopefully um, because I've done it before and I know what to expect because leaving your little baby is so hard and you feel so much regret so I think this time around I'll be able to sort of have a 
better conscious and, you know, be able to kind of move forward back into a work routine easier, mm-hmm. um, hopefully. I and you probably know what you need this time around. You know, when yeah. I had my had Xander, I didn't really know what kind of support I needed until I got there. Oh, and so yeah. now you know this time around when you're feeling like this, you need this or, you know, you probably exactly. have a better idea of the steps to take. Totally. I mean, when you first have your first child, you you kind of don't want to let go of them. You, you feel like you're learning every step. I mean, you get so many people trying to give you knowledge and information, but I think you yourself have to learn and it's one of those processes as you go along you're learning something every day they're different from every other child so you know they're teaching you you're teaching yourself so I think this time around I just you, I've just got to go with the flow mm-hmm. I mean you really have to he's going to be so different from Jet he already is so different from Jet from what we're seeing birth weight I mean he's already Jet's birth weight which is terrifying <laughs> <laughs> terrifying so this one clearly likes the carbs that I've been eating um so you know it's going to be a completely little different human and mm. just got to go with the flow did you have Jet naturally no, I had to have a cesarean. Mm. Um, we had multiple complications mm-hmm. um, from a split placenta, oh, which I didn't even know yeah, was a thing. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't a complete half tear. It was a tiny tear. So it wasn't too alarming for him. He was still getting his nutrients and everything was fine regarding him. But I couldn't give birth naturally, obviously, because there was two mm. of them. And if one came out before the baby or blah, 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 it would have been a nightmare and also if they leave some behind blah 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 and also I suffered hernias oh yeah from jet just with the pressure mm-hmm. um so I that's happening again this time around mm-hmm. so, so they've told you they've told again. me that I have to have a C again so mm-hmm. I've been checked and everything so yeah I'll be the same I had a C the first time yeah. I have to go see again um but I was surprised actually by the C how much how peaceful it was because I really I wanted to give birth actually the best time yeah, yeah. of my life it's so peaceful it's so strange like I hear all these horror stories about birth and the pushing and the the pain and I was asking for a group selfie <laughs> I mean I was asking to like outdo Alan DeGeneres and do a group birthing selfie I mean how ridiculous is that and it wasn't until my obstetrician turned around and went Nikki maybe after we've already started <laughs> I then got a complete panic attack and was like so no selfie. So no selfie. Okay, we've started. Oh my gosh, there's a baby coming. Oh, uh, but I can't feel anything. Like well, I, I was so confused, and my husband Dame was just looking at me, going, "Oh my god, someone calm her down. Someone like put something in her drip. Like what is going on?" And I just remember my obstetrician turning around and saying to me, because my husband is scared of any drop of blood, mm-hmm. so we had a backup plan. If he fainted, I could watch Jet, you know, be yeah. born. And um, my obstetrician just thought he'd throw Dane under the bus and be like, are you ready to meet your son? So we thought he was already out. They dropped the curtain and my obstetrician pulls up Jed's hand and starts waving and going, hi, mum, hi, dad. And Dane and I were just like, oh, my gosh, that's our son. We weren't even, you know, terrified that he was still on my stomach or anything. It was the most incredible <laughs> moment of our lives. And we have all these images and all these photos. Clearly, <laughs> clearly our birthing was a, like, comedy. But it was the best experience of my life. And I'm so excited to do it again because I know yeah. what to expect. Yes, yeah. And I um, I had a smile on my face from, like, the beginning to the end. I mean, yeah. I still have a smile on my face. But it was the most, like, comical, funny, like lovable, like so many emotions and yeah. what what felt like 15 minutes totally, as well. Totally, so quick. And I was watching in the mirror the reflection so I could see it happening. 
I oh, could no see way. the process. Like I could see them. I could see the cut. I could see the open. I've heard about I could this. See everything. But I loved it. I've heard about this, and I was looking for the mirror, <laughs> but there was no mirror. It's probably they banned all that from my room. It was the reflection in the um, in the light. Oh no way! So it was just because it was all metallic. Yeah, I could see everything. So I felt really because I like seeing that kind of stuff. So I felt really quite calm because I was the OB was telling me what was happening the whole way, and I could actually see it happening oh, as well. Goodness. But yeah, it was pretty amazing. It's pretty surreal to be go, to go in there know what time it is have have the epi or the blocker go in and then you've got this baby I know. it's like from 9 to 9:30 it was I know. <laughs> it's it's pretty incredible so i'm excited to, to go through that again but they have told me my water's draw, um, mm-hmm. water's break, I will have to have a cesarean, so I have to go straight to the hospital. So I'm kind of like, at the moment, I know my date, so yes. I'm, I'm – I don't like being put off, so I'm sitting there poking him every day going, you behave. I know yeah. what we're in for. Hold the fort. <laughs> Two more weeks. Come on, relax. Do you remember those early – I think we kind of forget um, the early days of when the tough stuff was, you oh, know, yeah. like the sleepless nights. Because we have the joy of the growth and the next steps and the little things that they're learning, we forget those early first weeks. Yeah. Are you starting to remember those now, now that it's imminent? Um, the – it's been brought to my attention because our neighbours have just had a – they've got a four-month-old little girl. Mm-hmm. So I just forget how small they are and I was chatting with her on the weekend and just she was like, how do you entertain a newborn? And I was like, what, what do you even do with a newborn? Like, I mean, it's only 19 months ago but I can't yeah. – I can't remember because you're so used to watching them develop and every day is so different, especially at this age. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're learning and their personality is shining so much and – and yeah, it's 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 crazy that in such a small period of time you forget everything. Yeah, you absolutely forget everything. Yes, um, I do remember though because I am a huge sleeper, and obviously that's gone out the window now. But I do remember um, one thing: everyone was like, "You you're never going to get sleep again." But it wasn't the lack of sleep; it was the broken sleep. Yeah, it's yes. you 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 get sleep. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to fear; you do get sleep, but it's not you know a solid eight hours or a solid nine hours. Yeah. It's it's maybe a solid two hours <laughs> yeah. if you're lucky, but you do get sleep. And that's the one thing I'm trying to remind myself of now because my, my first child sleeps through the night. Like, yes. He's amazing. But now my body is waking me up yeah. either to pee mm-hmm. because, you know, you pee every hour yeah. when you're this late in the game um, or he's doing a massive turn. Yeah. And Which I, I think, think is kind of like your body getting you yeah. ready, like knowing that you're going to sleep. Cause totally. There, there are nights when you are up every half hour with mm. a baby. Yeah. And they're, they're probably the hardest things. Like I remember in the early days and I was so lucky, touch wood, he was so good always. Yeah. He was a good sleeper, good eater. I was I'm very lucky. But I still remember – those every half hours and the anxiety you felt before a night thinking, is he going to sleep tonight? Yeah. Am I going to produce enough milk tonight? All of that stuff. So yeah. we put so much pressure on ourselves. We really do when yeah. you have a newborn. I mean, as you said, you know, the the whole breastfeeding thing, mm-hmm. that is a whole different ball game. That is, you know, are you going to be able to do it? Are you going to have enough milk? Is people going to, you know, accept you in public? Because there's that whole still, yeah. you know, that stigma of some people don't agree with it and some people promote it. And if you're not doing it, they look at you funny. And- mm-hmm. I felt really guilty. I remember one night I had Xander and I was going, I think he was only maybe four weeks old or something like that. And it was just before I was about to go into the night, you know, process. And I remember looking down at him and thinking, there's no way I'm going to be, have enough milk to feed him tonight. Like I just know that I'm just empty. I've been feeding him yeah. all day and I can't do it. And my husband's like, 
just get the formula. Yeah. Just get it. If, if you need it, if you know yourself, if you feel like you – and I had so much pressure on myself of wanting to make sure I did it enough. Yeah. But once I did, that was the right thing for him then. I mean, exactly. every baby's different. But once I did, he was sleeping through. So he, for him and his personal experience, he needed to be full to sleep. Yeah. And once I got him there – then, and then our lives kind of change. We yeah. stop doing that every half hour stuff, which is total fucking torture. I know. <laughs> oh, my God, it's torture. <laughs> it was the same, though. I gave him formula at night for the first time because was, I was just couldn't produce enough mm. for them. It was, I mean, I remember going for coffee with you with our little bubs and there were both the little roundest, chubbiest <laughs> bubs on the croissants. chairs. <laughs> little croissants. <laughs> and so we were doing good. They, yeah. were get, they were getting fed, you know. It's not like they were starving, but, yeah. you know, they were little hungry monkeys. Oh, my gosh. And um, you've got to give yourself a break and that's what yeah. I did I gave formula and the first time I gave formula he slept through the night and yeah. I was like oh my goodness <laughs> what, what have I, been, I doing? been doing I've been putting so much pressure on myself when you know totally I have to walk around with pieces of ham with Xander now because he's just such a pig I have to just like make it rain with ham and his direction I have to make your Insta stories of Xander are the best it's <laughs> so such good a little piggy it's so good you had to um, you were trying for quite some time before you fell with Jet weren't yeah, you yeah so we had three miscarriages prior <sighs> to Jet which was heartbreaking Breaking. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Dane and I got married, I always thought, oh, we'll just wait a while because, you know, it, it's just going to happen. So let's just enjoy. And I was very career focused and I just wanted to concentrate on that. And so was Dane. And selfish reasons, we were just like, oh, it will happen. It will happen. And then when we finally decided to give it a go, we had our first miscarriage and I was nearly three months oh. um, just when we had that. And I just remember feeling like I had failed, Mm. like something was wrong with me. Um, And then we tried straight away, even though it was the hardest thing to do because you're so heartbroken, um, and then had another miscarriage. And then we did – I had a DNC on the second um, so we could do some testing because we – our doctors thought that something might have been wrong. Um, And then we went for a third time and then again another miscarriage and I was just like what is – like thinking what is wrong with me? Yeah. Why am I failing? And being such a career-driven person myself and having my own business, you 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 can't really get your head around failure. Yeah. And, and I, not being able to fix it. Yeah. And also I think within our industry, I mean, I was on red carpets wearing an adult diaper mm. and people asking me when I was going to have a child. Oh, and gosh. don't wait too long because you're getting older oh. and you're literally just dealing with a miscarriage. Oh so it was um, – it was a really, really, really hard time. And also with our first miscarriage, um, I went into emergency and they wouldn't even tell me that I was miscarriaging. Oh they they let me go. And the next day I was on stage talking to 400 people just, whilst miscarriaging. Oh, my God. It was just a horrible, horrible experience. But at the same time, I'm so thankful it happened. And I know that sounds so bizarre, but it taught me so much and it taught me to – it brought Dane and I closer because mm-hmm. we were be, we were able to really dissect everything that was going on and talk about what we actually really want and we didn't blame it on each other and you know it, it was it was a, a horrible and heartbreaking time but at the same time something I don't regret mm-hmm. um, because it gave me my perfect little specimen oh. that I waited four times to get yeah. um, and the whole time we were pregnant with Jet we kind of didn't want to jinx it like I didn't I didn't like I was aware of everything that was happening and I was waiting for that moment that it was going to happen again um but I was so closed off with the three miscarriages and I didn't know anyone that had been through a miscarriage so I didn't really speak about it because I thought that it wasn't what I, what had happened wasn't right and that it was all me 
and that's why um, that's why I'm so open with saying that it happened because mm. I f- and I wrote a big story on my blog about it and the whole steps that I went through um, because I felt like talking about it openly actually helped me. Yeah, it actually helped me get over what was going on and it helped Dane as well. Mm-hmm. And so many people came out of the woodworks and were like oh, my gosh, thank you so much for speaking about that. We actually had that, oh, my God, it's really nice to know that somebody else went through that and felt that way and dealt with it, you know, the way you dealt with it because you do, you you get anxiety, you yeah. get depression, you get, I mean, it's such a roller coaster of emotions. So, um, And you also feel like maternally that's your duty in some way 100%. and even if you choose not to, it's like a body thing. I have felt that when I was pregnant I actually felt, so calm and so like just connected to him it just felt so natural to be pregnant everyone's different of course but I know myself if I was in the same situation you you just constantly blame yourself because you feel like that would be your duty exactly so you feel like you've you've failed in some way exactly and And when you couldn't carry them it's like well what what is wrong what am I doing Mm. am I you know am I too fit am I not fit enough Mm. am I concentrating too much on work you know it just a whole lot of things come into play and it's it's such a horrible time and it's so hard for women because it's so common. Yeah. It's so, so common yet mm-hmm. so many of us go through it alone and um, and that's why now when anyone asks me, I just have no problem talking about it. It's still not easy talking about it mm-hmm. but I fear that there are so many women going through it or have gone through it and I think the more we talk about it, the more we realise there is this amazing, you know, um, knit of women that, that can really – you know, help you through and show what they've gone through. So, And are you the kind of parent you thought you would be? No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. It's so funny. Um, I thought I'd be really strict and really um, pedantic about everything. Mm-hmm. And I find that I'm probably maybe sometimes a little bit too relaxed because <laughs> I'm such an organiser. I hate surprises. All my girlfriends will tell you that every time they've tried to organise something for me, it's a nightmare. <laughs> Like, they almost befriend me. Um, I hate surprises. I like everything planned. Mm -hmm. I like a schedule. Mm -hmm. And I thought that I'd be like that with my children. And I'd put – I'm not. I'm the polar opposite. And Dane was always like, this is going to be great because I'm going to be the loved one because I'm going to be the cool dad (laughs) that lets you do everything. And now I'm totally the cool mom. (laughs) And Dane's like a little bit of a strict one, you know. It's funny. Yeah. What about do you find you're the same? I'm the same. I I find that I'm very chill about things that other people are really concerned about and that I'm more strict about something. Like I just I'm not exactly how I thought it would be. Yeah. Like I'm I care about food. I'm, I care about that, but I don't care about germs and yeah. like the other day probably shouldn't share this. He'll kill me when he's older. But um, the other day we've got this $10 Kmart pool, which is the best $10 yeah. I ever spent in my life. Kmart's amazing. The best. And he ju- he was nude and he jumped out of the pool. It was on our balcony, um, all enclosed and everything, all safe. Everyone, don't worry. Um, but he was out of the pool and um, my husband had just popped out and I was cleaning a dish. So he was sitting nude beside the pool um, playing with some toys. And it was quiet and I was literally cleaning a dish and I look over the, um, over the bench and he had shit and... And he was rubbing it into the balcony and he was literally covered in shit. Covered in shit. Oh my God. And I was like, this is this is what I used oh to fear, God. these kinds of moments. And it's happening to me because I let him, you know, he's always nude. Yeah. So it's yeah. going to happen eventually. And 
to the icing on the cake was that he was completely covered in shit. And I go over to him and I'm <laughs> Listen, going to no pun intended, <laughs> icing on the cake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he wants to eat blueberries at the same time. Oh, so no. there's, a, there's a container of blueberries and he's trying to get them. Anyway, that was my moment. Oh. Of maybe I'm a little too chill when it comes to that but kind of stuff. don't you think as well, like I remember my, my nephew who's five now, when he was first born – I had to bath him one night and he did a poo in the bath. And all I could do was scream, code brown, code brown. And I just didn't want to touch him. I didn't want to touch the bath. I knew I couldn't run away, but my first inkling was I wanted to run as far away from this bath as possible. And I just kept yelling for my sister to just come, just come back. It. Come like come back and fix this. There's the poo. And don't you think now it's like poo is something you deal with every, every day. day. Like I remember I was changing a nappy of jets and the doorbell rang and it was – you, thank goodness I've ma- I make friends with all my career drivers. <laughs> so this guy from DHL came to the door and he just looked at me. And I was like, what's wrong? Oh, God. And he's oh. like, nothing. And then he was really awkward. Normally we banter for hours. Like, he's great. And then I walked inside and I was like, that was really strange. Anyway, about no word of a lie, an hour later, I go to the bathroom. I have shit all over my face. <laughs> Baby shit all over my face. And I had been wearing it with pride for about an hour, answering the door to couriers, and no one had told me that there was baby poo Actual on my face. Actual like, shit on my face. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks. Oh, my God. People tell you these stories. They say that these things will happen to you as a mother. And you're like, mm, probably not. I'm like, no, I would know if there was shit on my face. <laughs> Like, I, I don't like shit. I would know. But there I was, rocking the shit. It's like now when I go to events, like being a mom, mm-hmm. you're not worried about, like, your eyelash coming off or your lipstick not being on. Now you're worried about shit on your face or shit on your hands. Literally. <laughs> constantly in the car going, okay, I'm about to walk a red carpet. No, Do I have hands shit on are good. <laughs> face is good. Like, makeup's on, yes, but there's no shit on oh there so that we're God. winning. And Santa's in a turning, a roll turn stage where we're changing nappies and he just oh, yeah. has to be anywhere that we're meant to yeah. be. So you literally are dodging shit. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a whole Or thing. when they put their hand down there when you're yeah. mid-change. Yeah. As if like, look what I found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I know what that is. <laughs> Mummy knows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So when we when you think back into the last year and a half with Jet, almost two, how old is Jet? It's not two yet. No, he's 19 months. Yeah, not yeah. yeah. What do you think has been probably the most challenging part thus far? Definitely the juggle, yeah. learning how to be a mum and learning how to work. Mm-hmm. And as I said before, I thought that that would just come naturally. Yeah. And it was probably one of the hardest things I I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took me a long time to actually figure it out. And I think, again, we put so much pressure on ourselves um, because you fear that I should be there looking after my son or I should be doing this and then I shouldn't be going back to work. But at the same time, you need to make money. Yeah. Um, and I love my job. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go back and I wanted to be present and I wanted to, you know, keep my mind active. Um, but then there's so so much guilt that comes with it. And then yeah. how do you learn to juggle that? You know, yeah. how do you how do you learn to not feel that guilt and how do you learn to, you know, what to do with your kid? Like, do you put them into daycare? Do you get a nanny? Do you know? And it's, it's just that juggle was really, really hard. Yeah. Um, and there's no real right answer for no. everyone. Everyone's like I different. need to be working that's better makes me a better mum, better wife, better friend, I think. Mm. But also my like my sister for example, she doesn't need to work. She wants to be with her kids full time and that's great too. That works for her. So trying to figure out in everybody else's kind of rules what your what works yeah. for you is a whole a whole other exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think this time around going off everything that I did with Jet, it's gonna be 
easier because I have a little bit of knowledge going into it. It's never easy leaving a newborn or, you know, leaving a baby or doing that. But I feel like I um, – and we don't have family here. Mm. All my family's in New Zealand as well as my husband. So we don't have, you know, nanas that can come and look after them. When nanas here, oh, my gosh, it's heaven. It's amazing. But we don't have that. So I feel like now I've got a good little um, routine with him. I, I love the daycare that he's in. Mm. Um, we've got a beautiful, beautiful nanny. So, and she's so excited for the newborn. So, I feel like this time around, going into it, you have more knowledge, and you have, we have now, um, you know, some good, you know, people around us to help. So, yeah, hopefully and it'll the, be easier. The lifestyle that you lead, you've kind of created this career for yourself where you can have, you know, you, you do have appointments and things you have to go to. Mm. You do have to be at specific things you host and, and all the rest. But you've molded this career so that you kind of are able to move things around as well. Oh, exactly. Like the the good thing is. I can work it in with my time frame. Mm. You know, I, I, I don't work a nine to five. Mm. So it's I'm very lucky in that aspect. Um, and I'm, I'm I just I just love being creative as well. So this time round the plan was, but it's not working. Um, don't you love that? You yes. make plans and you think this is amazing. I'm so onto it. It's like a birth plan. <laughs> I started a um, kids hat company and I thought this is gonna be great because I'm gonna be technically on maternity leave. And I can just plot along with this hat company. I'm two weeks out from having my second child and this hat company is going really well and it's not helping because I'm still working. I've now created this company that's doing well. So at night when I should be putting my feet up because they look like giant trees, (laughs) I'm in my office at home like trying to pack up orders and then I've got a 19-month coming in and like throwing the orders around and thinking it's like the best thing. I'm like, what have I done? Like, Why can't I just sit still? Why can I not just like enjoy a week off? No. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find a bit of when you had Jet a bit of an identity – not an identity crisis, but a kind of trying to figure out where you where you played a role in all of the work and mum and wife and stuff? Yeah, I never really – it's funny. Like once we went through all the miscarriages, I kind of thought, oh, I'm not meant to be a mum. Okay, this this is fine. And I was I just didn't think that was on my card. So when Jet came around, all I could think about was like, I'm a mum. Mm-hmm. Like this is amazing. And for the first – I think it was about six months, like all I could focus on was him. I didn't even think of anything to do with work. And then one day I got like a massive rush of anxiety. And I was like, well, why am I feeling like this? And then I realized that I needed, I needed more. I needed to feel me again. I needed, mm-hmm. you know, I'd given myself up for this little baby. And I, I realized then that I was actually missing my job and missing that independence. Yeah. So I felt like that was just whipped away from me straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I thought, okay, I'm going to slowly get back into this. And I did, and I started, as you said before, becoming like a, a better mum mm. and a better wife because I myself was content and I wasn't blaming everything mm-hmm. and I wasn't, you know, feeling feeling locked up and feeling like I had nothing anymore, that my job now was just to stay at home mm-hmm. and to change nappies <laughs> and, and dodge to constantly shit. sound like a cow <laughs> with, you know, expressing. Can we just talk about how bad that expressing oh my noise gosh. is? That doesn't seem any mum insane. It's so funny how you get so used to just having your boobs out constantly oh. and this is... Zzz- 
I know. Thing, I know. Sucking away. And just constantly <laughs> leaking. And people just reaching in. Like I, after we just gave, after I just had given birth, the the nurses would just basically just reach in your top and I help know. pull one out for you. Like you weren't capable and to just do that anymore. Them you on. feel like a no one warns you about that, do they? <laughs> no. Because I don't like my boobs being touched. I'm like a very like <laughs> stay away. And I just remember lying there. And obviously, you can't feel anything. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like looking there, watching this nurse just go in for a grab and whip it out. And you're like, yeah. I felt like I was in a hallway. I didn't even know where I was. I said to Dane after, "Where, where did they take us after the oh, the operation? You know, when they got my, got all handsy with my boobs and whipped them out." And he's like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "Well, I feel, feel like people were walking past." <laughs> he's like, "No, baby, you were in another room." And I'm like, "Really?" That's the drugs, probably. Yeah. I said to him, "I was like, do you remember going back to the back to the room?" And he's like, "No." I was like, "I just remember looking at this baby, just mm-hmm. going, oh, my God, you're the best thing I've ever done. How did I manage to do this? Must have done something right it's because magic. you were pretty phenomenal. And that's all I remember. And I swear I thought that one thought and then I was back in the room and I was like, did that just happen? <laughs> like I said to Dan, can we look at the photos? Like did, did everything just happen? Did we get our selfie? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did. Most okay. importantly. <laughs> and how have you felt about your body changing? Because obviously your body changes when you have babies. Yeah. That was something I struggled with the first time. Um, because I'd always been a certain weight. I've mm. always been like really active, really. I've lo- I love fitness. And then, yeah, your body changes so much. I- I've always been basically inverted in the boob department. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I had these Pammy Andersons and I was like, wow, I'm so glad I never thought about you know, fake boobs when I was younger. Um, but this time around I'm kind of embracing it yeah. I- I- more than I did the first time. I embraced it the first time, but – I think now I know what my body's capable of. I know that it does go back. Yeah. Um, your boobs do go <laughs> Yeah, because I did not enjoy having big boobs. Um, but I think you embrace it more and you become more impressed and in love with your body because mm. of what it's capable of. Like you've just grown a child. It's amazing. Like, I still think like when I see him sometimes I still think I can't believe I know. that I grew him. To me it's still surreal in my mind. And How? I, I think it's like I quietly just pat myself on the back. I'm like, <laughs> I created you. Yeah. Like, that's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Like When you're saying no, no, no to me, yeah. Xander's all into the no, no, no yeah. at the moment. We took, I took him to swimming lessons and I said, okay, ready, we're going to jump off. He's going, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> Yes. So even when he's doing that, it's still, it's still, I created you. So I get to choose if you jump off or not. My son's all done. That's what he says. All done. All done. All done. So we'll be going somewhere, and he'll just look at you and be like, "All done," and walk off. And you're like, "No, no, mate. We've just started. We've just started. Like I've just got here. I've just cooked you. Or I'll like spend the day baking. Yeah. And I'm so proud of myself. Yeah. And then I'll go to put it in his mouth, and he'll just like open his mouth, and it will just fall out, and he'll look at me and go, "All done." <laughs> And walk off, and I've just slaved making all this food, and I'm like, "You little shit!" But you, you know, like it's so cute as well. And I'm like, "Where does he get this from?" And then Dame will say, "Oh, I'm all done, babe." And you're like, "There it is! You're the problem! You're the problem!" But it's such a cute age. It is such a cute age. Um, you started out modelling before yes. you kind of got into this world that I suppose would. People would say influencer, but it's kind of a dirty term now. Yeah. It's more it's more than that. It's content creation and all the rest. Yeah. Did you feel when you first came into the industry that it was a bit not inclusive? Um, yeah, it's, it's hard because I feel like coming from the modelling industry, I when I started doing the so-called like blogging mm. and things, it was well before that had, was even around. Like I was doing it. Um, for 30 days of fashion and beauty and we were documenting like what we were doing every day because every day was so 
incredible. You know, one day I'd be on stage in, um, interviewing um, Ava Mendes mm-hmm. and, you know, Lara Bingle and Jen Hawkins and, and, and then next minute I'd be trying on all these amazing outfits and it was just a life that, you know, people were interested in. So we started documenting it. And then within sort of two years, you started seeing like a whole lot of people coming out and doing this. And I was I had no idea what I was doing. I like to say I was ahead of the times, but I'm not that smart. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. Um, I just enjoyed sharing um, this crazy life that I still live mm. um, with people. And so from there, I've kind. Of, it's funny because nowadays I find myself. Um, I still share a lot, but I find myself very different from where I first started because of this whole influx yeah. of um, social media people because I, I feel like it's gone in a, in a not a great direction. Mm. Um, I feel like we've lost its um, organic aspect. I feel like people are um, showing a fake life yeah, and I don't think it's healthy mm. or reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's funny. I've kind of stepped back a little bit but at the same time trying not to go – into the next realm of it all because it's so fast moving and it's yeah. so um, there's just things happening all the time. But I think all these young girls that are basically that the Insta models that are in bikinis, yeah. it's not healthy. No, no, you know it's 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 not healthy. And have do you even know what they're advertising? Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I have no idea what no. they're advertising. No. So for me, it's always been about sharing my personal adventures, yeah. my um, my life, and trying to remain. Um, as natural and as organic as I can be. So, sure, I advertise products, but they're products that I've trialed and mm. tested mm. and actually enjoy or like. Um, I always say when it's a sponsored post. Um, and I think that's important because I myself don't want to be on Instagram and being falsely, um, you know, Promoting. targeted yeah, for yeah. a product that isn't very, very good. So you've got to put yourself in these positions. And I think it's it's crazy looking at how much it's changed from when I first started when it was just this carefree kind of, oh, you know, watching someone's life and, wow, that's pretty cool, Mm. to now being this, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe it. Sometimes it makes me mad Yeah, just looking at this industry yeah, um, and what we've created from it. But I'm trying to still remain true to myself and true to my followers on what I'm trying to portray. And what you believe in. Yeah. Yeah, and... um, Putting yourself out there in that way too, though, means that you're exposed to comments from people and feedback 100%. from people. And I, I think that you were speaking before about um, – I've heard, read in some articles that you were attacked when you were talking about being diagnosed with um, cervical yeah. cancer. What, what happened there? Um, yeah, that was an interesting one because obviously I kept that to myself for so long um, because I needed to deal with that. Um, and then when I finally decided to speak openly about it, um, it was with Clio magazine Mm. and we did an article and no, I didn't get paid for it. Mm. And I just wanted to share my story to hopefully help some other young girls out there who think they're invincible like I did. Mm. Um, and to make them aware that pap smears, you know, can change lives. Um, and yeah, I got horrible feedback saying that I should um, die of a real disease. Mm. And um, oh, yeah, it was just, it was horrible. And I think when you go through something like that, you're so vulnerable and you finally allow yourself to open up and, and talk about it, um, which does help you. 
but hopefully your intention is to help others mm. and then you get that kind of feedback. It's, 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 it, was, so it was really hard yeah. and it was tough as well because I had so many beautiful, amazing cancer um, charities reach out to me saying, we loved your story, you know, would you be involved? And I really wanted to be involved and I said I'd be involved quietly, mm. silently, yeah. but I can't be involved openly with you and, and advertise that I'm our connection because I – you know, I don't think it's great for me or your your yeah. charity. So it was it was really tough. Um, have you had other situations like that since then where people have come for you? You know what? I, I kind of take it with a grain of salt now because when I, like with Instagram, as we were talking about before with social media, when I finally had Jet, you, you're proud of what you've created. So, you know, you do showcase that. Mm. And I had followers just being like, oh, you're so boring now. <laughs> you know, I used to follow you for this and this and this and now, you know. And I just wrote back going, completely understand, <laughs> but I'm a mum now and I'm pretty proud of this. Like this is my best job yet. This yeah. is the best thing I've done yet. So yeah. I'm going to, you know, talk about it. Um, but, yeah, I had people writing to me just saying, oh, this is so boring now. <laughs> this is so boring. I'm like, well, I've always proud of, been proud of, you know, showcasing the real me. <laughs> Clearly you don't like the real me now, so, yeah. you know, like that's fine. Yeah. But it's it's funny. Yeah, you do put yourself out there for criticism. But at the same time, criticism is good. Mm. You know, you, you've got to, I think, once you've been in the industry for a long time, instead of looking at it as a negative aspect, you've kind of got to dissect it a little bit and be like, okay. It's part of it. Yeah. 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 And don't take it too personally yeah I um put an Instagram video up recently of Xander we went to Noosa and he was on the beach nude and he was crawling away so you could see his butt <laughs> and some people had a couple of things to say about that oh but I think goodness. you know what I'm from the Gold Coast we all do that on the Gold Coast it's we still <laughs> do that don't we <laughs> yeah right is that casual Saturday <laughs> uh, yeah so I think it's all part of it I wasn't yeah. offended by it because I realized that you know, it's part of people have the access to you and that's exactly. fine. And I'm not like you. I'm not an actual – you don't have huge numbers or anything like yeah. that. Um, but, it's it, yeah, it's interesting to be part of that world. You kind of have yeah. to accept both things, right? Well, yeah, exactly. Once everyone now being able to have an opinion mm. will have an opinion. And that's totally fine. And you can't stop that. Mm. So you kind of need to learn to figure out how to protect yourself from it. And that's just by – taking the criticism and finding some good in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because there's no other way. No. If you you take the criticism and you take it on board, it just just affects you. Yeah. And you've got to live under the weight of that. They don't have to. They just move on to the next person. Exactly. They're they're sitting there scrolling through, commenting on a whole lot of people's, and that's what you've got to remember. They're not just – and they're taking the time to reply. Yeah. I mean, they're (laughs) investing their time in in you. It's like, really? Okay. Okay. Take that as a compliment rather than, you know – Mm. And negative. So, so are you going to take time to have a minute well, after I, you have the baby? I thought I was going to have some time leading up to the baby, <laughs> but this isn't going very well. Um, I've still got about four jobs to get through. Oh my god! I know, and he's and he's joined two weeks. So, um, but then after, yes, at the moment, my first job is two months after, and it's actually looking like it's overseas with the babies. Oh, wow. yes, so we're covering a resort. I can't really say yeah. who yet yeah um but yeah we're covering a resort um so we're taking the whole little fan family amazing um because i think holidays are all about that and i'm oh. so fortunate with my job as well mm. especially the travel side of it to take the family so yeah and there's nothing better than being in a resort with your family yeah where there isn't a lot of external places like we took xana to new york last year and so lucky he's so lucky yeah. to go we're lucky to go but 
not the place for a no. one-year-old. No. Not fun. No. Not fun at all. And it was freezing and <laughs> it was just strapped to me the whole time. And it was just a complete different experience. Yeah. But you'd rather take them. They're not. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I see some families that, you know, they have they have babies and they just want that escape with their husband and I get that too. Yeah. But for me, I feel like I, I want them. I yeah. want to create memories with them. I didn't have you, you know. Like yeah. Dane and I have had our holidays. They, they were fun. <laughs> but, you know, now these are different holidays. These yeah. are Fiji holidays, yeah. island holidays, yeah. so we just all go on a pool for the day. Exactly, yeah. just creating new memories. So first job is two months after, so okay. we'll, we'll see how we go. I don't even know if we can get a passport in time. <laughs> oh, yeah, true, but, um, true, true. Yeah. I'm sure you can rush it through. Yeah, so hopefully there will definitely be obviously like six weeks downtime mm-hmm. um, from the recovery, but, you know, I've still got the hat company, which I stupidly started. Tell um, us more about that. Um, so... With Jet, I couldn't find any cool hats when he was born. Like, I really struggled to we find. We spoke about this, yeah. actually, when I saw you because I was trying to find a hat yeah. for <laughs> And all I could find was, like, don't get me wrong, Jet still wears his Kmart bucket hat. Mm. But, you know, <laughs> not that cool. Like, I wanted to give him street cred and my husband's obsessed with hats. Yeah. And he has, like, all these really cool hats. And so I'd look at him and I'd be like, why can't we find, like, basically your hat in a mini size? <laughs> so Dane was like, well, there you go. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, there you go. You just came up with an idea. And I was like, oh. There's a hobby for you while you're giving birth. <laughs> yeah, damn it. I didn't, didn't really want to take this on. Um, but, yeah, I created this basically very cool adult hats for, for kids and um, all sun safe and but really cool kind of um, street style hats. And we called it Rattle and Bones because awesome. we just thought it was a cool street name. And Rebels with a Cause, meaning – we donate money to a chosen charity every year. So this year we've teamed up with Food Bank. So every purchase we donate money. So it's like Rebels with the Cause as well, which was like a nice way of giving back and making it more meaningful. Um, and now we're just working on like newborn hats as well, which have like the sun flaps. But they're cool because they're very French, Fresh Prince of Bel Air with the, with the peak at the front. I go way too far. I get really into this stuff. And Jet luckily loves hats. Like he, he comes into my office and tries them all on. Um, but we wanted to create something that was also like works for mums and bubs. So you can go on and you can get like a plain hat and then create like with patches, design your own. So like I, I remember Xander loves bumblebees. Yes. So you can like grab a bumblebee and then grab like, you know, an X and then like a little teddy bear and like a um, like an ouch plaster and create your own hat. So parents are actually having fun creating something that – Personalised. You know, yeah, personalised yeah. for their kids. So – we wanted to create that, so that's what I did, stupidly. It's a good keepsake, too. I like keeping everything of Xander's, like all the memory stuff. I've got all yeah. these paintings that he definitely didn't paint all oh, up yeah. on the wall. Yeah. And, like, he actually at Care, they sent home this green log thing the other day that he made. I, I'm not sure what it's meant to be, maybe a frog, but I keep all that shit because I love it. So it would be great but to have a yeah, – not yeah, shit, but yeah. a nice <laughs> yeah. What do you say? You two say my hats are like logs? <laughs> this isn't going down well. Let's end this now. <laughs> <laughs> like a nice memento of that time totally. in their life, you know. Totally. And I think it's also good for like a little bit of a laugh. We have a jet box and we've got the same in there and we open it sometimes and straight away we just start laughing. We're like, we, <laughs> what you is know, this? just even photos of them when you thought they were super cute yeah, and, and you so. were so wrong. <laughs> I remember Jet's first Santa, Santa photo. We were like, oh, my God, he's so adorable. Look at him. And now we look back at it and we're like, Uncle Festa and braces. Like, <laughs> what were we thinking? And this child was going through clearly a fat ugly stage and we were just like our ugly duckling was just the most beautiful thing ever. You were going to love goggles on. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I did an event once and 
It was a photo that made it to the paper of me, my girlfriend Jodie and, and Jet. And we were like, oh, my God, he's so adorable. People are going to look at this photo and just be like, oh, my God, what a cute kid. And then I found this article the other day and I was like, mortified. Like he looked like a stunned possum, like an Uncle Festa stunned possum. And I was like, oh, my God, the love you have for your kids when they go through all these growth things is hilarious and it's so good to keep. Totally. Xander once had this like weird fringe thing going on. I thought it was the cutest thing ever and I saw it yesterday through Facebook memories. I was like, oh, dear. He's got a nice, quite a nice. And let me guess you combed that down just to make it even more. Like, And it was only just at the front of his head. It was awful. Well, even the outfits you put them through. Like, yeah. I consider myself, well, hopefully, someone, yeah. you know, of a little bit of styling in the fashion industry. So I was so stoked to, you know, be able to have, like, something that I can dress up. Some of his outfit choices have been terrible. <laughs> and you can't blame that on him, you know. You can't sit there and go, it's dude, what were you thinking? Like, you know that's on you. It's so well, bad. Thank you, Nikki. Thanks thank so much for coming. And I could talk to you for hours. I know, right? It's been lots of fun. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thank you for listening to Raw Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to like, rate and subscribe. And of course, share with friends too. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.